Hello and welcome to Our Lady of Victory live streaming. I'm Deacon Fred. It's Wednesday, March 8th, and we're going to reflect upon the gospel reading from Mass today, which is taken from Matthew chapter 20, verses 17 through 28. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified. And he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit one at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking for. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, this is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two, two brothers. But Jesus summoned them over and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, why does Jesus teach that in order for one to be great, one must serve the other? Well, I think the willingness to do so, to set aside our pride, and to use our gifts and talents for the benefit of other people is indicative of a heart that truly yearns for the Lord to know God's will, and to obey it, right? Pride is vanquished. Uh, I think last week we were talking about um, Psalm 51, where, where the Lord says, uh, or the sacred scripture says, A humble heart, O Lord, you will not spurn. So this person who is able to put oneself in their, their own concerns second in order to serve other people, their heart is in that condition. They have a humble heart. They're able to um, be docile to the Holy Spirit, in other words, the teaching, you know, the Lord is can guide their heart and they react to it, right? And this kind of person, really what came to my mind in reflecting about this, I thought about our charisms. Like We all have charisms. All of us have uh, a charism. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit that's meant to be used for the good of others, right? So my wife, for example, she has the charism of encouragement, and she uses, she does spiritual direction and um, she re uses it all the time in, in her life in the way that she interacts with other people. So the, the person that is able 
to make themselves second as Jesus, to, to seek to serve, not to be served, um, is the kind of person that shares their charisms. Those gifts from God, they're able to share them freely. And secondly, Jesus teaches this because he's about to do it on the cross. He did it, you know. You can remember the passage from Philippians. Paul's letter to the Philippians, I think, uh, sums up really well what Jesus is doing. He says, Paul says this, Though he was in the form of God, though Jesus was in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found in human appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The creator of the universe lays down his life, suffers, agrees to suffer. The very being that holds us in existence agrees to suffer. And by doing so, he saved us. Through his desire to serve, out of love for us, he ransomed us, as the gospel said. He raised us up, raised up all believers to the status of sons and daughters of God. And because he did this, God greatly exalted him, Paul goes on to say. Well, we imitate Jesus when we do this. Right? When we do what he's teaching in the gospel reading, when we selflessly give ourselves and use our God-given charisms for the benefit of others, we're doing exactly what Jesus did. And somehow God, you remember God, uh, Jesus promised uh, earlier in Matthew's gospel in chapter 6, build up treasure in heaven, he tells us. Detach from things of the world. You know, in my current job, I work with, my job is I'm the director of evangelical charity in the Archdiocese of Detroit. So I meet a lot of people that do exactly this. Remarkable people. And I can think of two women that come to mind. Uh, one woman, I won't name them because I didn't ask them for permission, but one one remarkable woman, she's just, she's very smart and capable, could be doing a lot of different things, making a lot more money, but she's dedicated her life to service to the homeless and she brings homeless women into a a um what do you want to call this like a a training program that innate gets them ready to be able to hold a job and to um, eventually provide for themselves and move them into really uh, sustainable life situations where they can care for themselves it's a program that gives them dignity and she raises them up just like Jesus. this is what i wanted the point i'm trying to make through her service, through the sharing of her charisms and her gifts with these women, she raises them up. She raises their dignity up, like Jesus raised our dignity up. She makes great sacrifices, but she also, I think she lives a blessed life, and, and she's doing remarkable things. Another woman uh, that comes to mind, she is a pediatrician who runs a clinic in the inner city. Could be making a ton more money someplace else. But she loves this community. Uh, she's, you know, both of these women want to, they don't just bring service to the people they encounter. They don't just meet in material needs. They bring Jesus with them. They want these, their clients, the people that they encounter, to have their material needs met. In the case of my doctor friend, uh, their, um, her, their medical needs met. But they also want them to come to know Jesus. 
That's the model of evangelical charity, right? They call it evangelical because we're, it's gospel-driven. We do it out of a love for Christ. Well, um, so the point is, I'm just trying to connect something tangible, uh, uh, how uh, the, the fact that um, these two women are using their charisms in such a way blesses and raises up the people around them. Rather than competing for position, uh, for status and honor and worrying about getting credit, we can all do these things. We can, we can think about this Lent, how God has blessed us in our lives, what gifts he's given us, and how we can share them freely with others to raise them up. So let us pray, brothers and sisters, as we close. Heavenly Father, we pray that you create clean hearts in us, humble and contrite hearts. Help us to surrender our hearts to you so that we can truly serve as you're calling us to serve. We ask all these things, Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Go in peace, brothers and sisters.